At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare more than a movie is back with season two i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line, as we say hi, welcome you in. I hope you're having a better Monday than Urban Meyer. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the <laughs> VSIN studios here at the South Point. It's just awkward. Uh, Michael Lombardi hanging out in Jersey. Oof, yikes. Um, tale of two halves for Carolina at Dallas. It really was. They went into the half uh, up a point at Dallas. And then everything fell apart in the second half. Uh, Darnold was getting sacked. He had the two rushing touchdowns in the first. He keeps on rush, running for touchdowns, which is wild. Uh, but here comes Dallas and defense. Quinn's done a very good job with that defense, Michael. Let's go ahead and take a look. So it closed uh, four, four and a half, a 36-28 winner for Dallas here. Goes over the total of 51 and a half. You know, and I think the more you watch the game, uh, when I watch that game, you, you know, the not having not having McCaffrey. I mean, DJ Moore was sensational. He catches 113. But not having McCaffrey in the game, I mean, Chuba had a couple nice runs, but for the most part, they just couldn't get into a rhythm. And then, you know, they dared the Cowboys to run the football. They dared Kellen mm-hmm. Moore to call runs. And, and he called 30 of them. And they had over, they had 245 yards. And they, kept, they had 200 yards between Elliott and Pollard. I mean, Dak sprinkled in 35 yards, but they had two. They basically had 210 yards between the two of them. So, look, when the Cowboys can beat you playing left-handed, right? If you're going to say, "Look, we're not going to give you big plays. We're going to make you run the ball down the field," you know, Amari Cooper. I thought he was out with a hamstring, and then he comes back and catches a touchdown pass. So, look, give it to the Cowboys. I thought Randy Gregory was great in the game. I think the liability between the Panthers. What has been the difference between? 
Sam Darnold this year versus Sam Darnold in other years? Well, he's playing from in front. In this game, he couldn't play from in front. In this game, the Cowboys went into halftime. That It was 14-13 at the half. So he wasn't able to get the lead. And then the Cowboys came out and scored, outscored him 20 nothing in the third. So to me, I think, look, Carolina, they weren't going to go perfect all year. Have an opportunity to get better now. Come back home, play a Philadelphia team that you should beat. You should be able to do some things against Philadelphia. There's st- it is still alarming with Pollard. The, the, there's more juice there, but you saw a little bit more of that juice on some of those runs from Zeke, and he was running hard, too. That's a very good Carolina defense, as you know. Yeah, I mean, and look, Zeke had the long 47-yarder. He kind of ran out of gas. Usually, you know, Zeke runs away, puts that thing in the end zone. In the past, maybe not so much anymore, considering, you know, Zeke was a 100-meter hurdler in Missouri. I mean, this guy could really run, but he's not the same Zeke in terms of that. So, look, the Cowboys have a complete – if they get anything from their defense, if they can get complimentary and turn the ball over. I mean, Diggs is is actually, when you watch the tape of the game – Diggs is not even where he should have been. He was guessing the route, and Darnold never thought he would be there. Darnold thought he was going to be a cover two safety, and he ended up throwing right to him. You mentioned Randy Gregory, who had missed a couple of games with COVID. I, I agreed. Anytime I turned that game on, it felt like he was getting pressure. He had two yeah. sacks in the game, and that's that unit was the unit we had questions about. Uh, under Nolan last year, it was gosh awful. Now, Quinn, are you seeing something differently schematically, or is it just, you know, Micah Parsons ads, Trayvon Diggs ads? What what are, what are you seeing from this Cowboys? I mean, defense? I think they're 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 obviously they're playing smarter. They're not they're not getting misaligned. And I think they understand how they want to play the defense. So that helps. And then of course the your offense is better. There's Dak there. You know, you're not you're not giving up big plays. I mean, the longest play of the game was fifty five yards, Sam Darnold pass, you know, and and that was to uh I think it was Zestra, the kid, the receiver. You know, it was a 55. So they're keeping the ball in front. They're making them earn the way down the field. And they're playing good. They're playing complementary to what their offense is capable of doing. Because I think there's a sense when you play the Giants, when you play the Cowboys now, you know, you to force them to a punt is a hell of an achievement. There's a, and you get in that sense of desperation. It becomes much, it becomes harder to manage the game. They're just so explosive. The third, boom, 20 points. You're, they don't look back, right? That's they, they, the Cowboys. Even with they got that, weapons. Yeah, I they mean, have so so many weapons. I mean, and, and Gallup's not even playing, and Cooper was on a bad hamstring, you know. And Wilson and Lamb. I mean, Lamb had two catches for thirteen yards. I, know. I mean, they didn't they didn't beat they didn't beat Dutch Schultz. My man, Dutch Schultz. I don't know what his first name is. It's Dalton Schultz. Yep. I call him Dutch Schultz, the gangster. You know, <laughs> um, Dutch Schultz. He had six catches. I mean, he's the leading receiver on the team. Yeah, he's been tremendous. Um, so there it is. The Cowboys legit moving forward. I mean, are you sold? What do you, what else do you need to see from this Cowboy team? Well, I mean, this will be a hard game for the Cowboys. Got the Giants coming in. Giants are confident. They won their first game on the road. They come back South again. You know, the Giants have always played them pretty tough. We'll see what they can do. They're going to have to, they're going to have to win this game with their pass rush. They're going to have to make Daniel Jones uncomfortable in the pocket. And look, the, the, the Saints, in, in lieu of everything else that happened yesterday, the Saints moved the ball. The Saints moved the ball on the Giants. The Giants, their offense was great, but, I mean, Kamara became Kamara again yesterday, right? I mean, Kamara wasn't great in the passing game. He didn't catch a pass, which is sp- surprising, but he had 26 rushes for 120 yards. And, you know, Winston was effective. Taysom Hill's the one who threw the interception. So, you know, to me... 
the, this is a team that the Giants, are, their defense is going to have to step up and play their best game if they're going to beat the Cowboys. Yeah, Kamara, 20, 120 yards on the ground. He had 26 carries. And then the Hill-Winston thing's interesting. Hill had a great run for a touch. He had two touchdown runs. They is couldn't it, tackle Hill. They couldn't. It was they wild. They couldn't tackle they Hill. Literally couldn't. Tackle I mean, think him. about this. Think about this. The Saints had the ball 37 minutes in the game, and the Giants had it 27, and that's with overtime. The Saints never got the ball in overtime. I mean, the Saints were in control of this game, and they. It was much like I'm telling you. I'm sitting on the couch on Saturday, watching Stanford play Oregon, and I recommended Stanford plus eight. And I'm thinking, no, this is going to lose. And Oregon's moving the ball in the final drive. This is going to lose. This is going to, you know, I'm going to have to listen to the Twitter tough guys. You know, this is going to lose, right? And then somehow there's, you know, Mario Cristobal's ball club starts getting, you know, false start penalties like it's their job. Next thing you know, they punt it back. The ball's, that's, it's, and it's exactly the same thing that happened here. When the Giants get the ball back for the last drive of the game, I don't think they're going to win the game. I don't think they're going to move it down the field. I think they're going to, you know, they're not going to do it. And I was just happy because I recommended the Giants as a cover. But for the most part, when they got the ball back with 3-0-1 to go in the game, you know, I didn't think they would have a chance to get it. And they never got into a third. They had one third and seven. And, you know, they converted it. And Daniel Jones, over 400, 402 yards passing, an average of 10.1, two touchdowns. He did have the pick. The pick was just throwing it up in the air, though. The, the, the yeah, Daniel I mean, Jones. that was at the end of the half. Yeah, that was I at mean, the end of the half. That was at the end of Yeah, I mean, he was just trying to make a play. I mean, that, those those picks shouldn't count, really. They shouldn't count. Coach Garrett allowing him to stretch the field. I mean, this is what Dan, Daniel Jones does throw a good deep ball, and it seems like they attempted some some deeper passes with Jones, who was tremendous. And Barkley had the the winning score. Was There's got to be some good vibes coming out of New York going into that game winless. Mm-hmm. I think the most impressive thing about that game was the Giants' offensive line protected. I mean, the Saints didn't create a turnover no with sacks. their defensive front, and they didn't give a, get a sack. I mean, that's got to be the most disheartening thing because that's where the Saints dominated the Patriots' offensive line in Foxborough last week, you know? And and the, and this makeshift offensive line for the Giants was was able to block them. That's why. Now, they couldn't stop them on third down. That's why the Saints had the ball 37 minutes. How about your boy Kadarius Tony finally getting in the mix? Yeah, he had a big drop. <laughs> he did have a big had a drop. big drop, and then he got back in, and then you know he kind of comes back. So good for him. I mean, look, they they need all the playmakers they can get. They didn't have Sterling Shepard. They didn't have uh, 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 they had the other receiver, but they were. I mean, look, they played well. Give the Giants credit. I thought they would cover. I didn't think they'd win. I thought it would be you know they lose by three. Yep. Shepard and Slayton were both misses. They win the game in New Orleans. The, what's interesting or what would be precarious as a Saints fan is you constantly think about them in offense, but it's not often you see this defense get gashed. It's a good unit, but especially the secondary yesterday just got lit up. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, that, that and, and Daniel Jones, I mean, th- where did this come from? This is his first 400-yard passing game in his career, Patrick. It's wild. He took that game down in Tampa, his first start, where he was just electric and awesome. And, and it just hasn't shown up. I thought he, he looked very confident yesterday. Uh, and, again, it's 0-4. I can imagine what Judge felt like. You don't expect to win. You're a seven-point dog. Some books had it seven and a half. You go down there, big easy, you walk away with a win. That's got to be huge. Yeah, I mean, that was huge for them. And now you go into Dallas. 
now you've got a chance Huge. to kind of get your season turned around a little bit. You can go, you can, if you can upset the Dallas cart, they're playing their third straight home game, right? You know, and you got them coming in. They've got all the press clippings about how great the Cowboys are. We'll see. You know, this is the most, this will be interesting to see exactly how the Cowboys handle success. In the past, the Cowboys had. That's why there were so many people on the Panthers. Like people thought that Panther game, but what we said on the air, I think you got to take this into strong consideration. Whatever numbers you use in your power rankings, when there's a significant player who contributed to those power rankings is gone, how do you play them? Denver-Pittsburgh this week. You want to bet Drew Locke because all the numbers are based on Teddy Bridgewater, except for the second half. Scary. That's when it gets scary, and I think that's what you have to be concerned about. Arizona got bet down to three and a half catching it last night in Los Angeles. They had a 17-point win. It didn't feel that close, I would say. We got no, a minute here. We'll come, back. We'll, we'll come back and discuss They punched it. him in the mouth. They did. And they I was, punched him in the mouth. They bullied him around. And it was a clean game, too, for Arizona. It feels like Kingsbury. I mean, they, they, moved, they, they moved the ball on him like it was no problem. I mean, that game was really – I handicapped that game completely wrong. I thought it would be a 37-30 Rams win. Well, Rams – Big spot for them when they beat the Bucs and played tremendously. Come back, lose to Arizona at home, who they hadn't lost to in forever. And now they turn around. Let's discuss when we come back. Rams, Seattle, this Thursday. That is a quick turnaround, and it should be a fascinating yeah. game. We'll get to that number next here. Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed anything, you can go to at Live and check out Michael on Twitter. M Lombardi NFL, where the picks have been red hot. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. 
Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. It, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, so the NH- NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. VSEN Hockey Betting Guide. I just got it in my email today. It's out now. Strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Annie McNeil, predictions for teams, players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. It's a great sport to bet. If you haven't got, gotten involved in hockey, you're going to love it. It's only $9.99. Wow. VSEN.com slash subscribe. Get your digital copy now. Get set up for the 20. 20- 21-22 NHL season with the NHL betting guide as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. We'll, of course, get to and get Michael's play on Monday Night Football coming up here with the Chargers hosting the Raiders. You take a look. Thursday night, man, it comes at you fast, right? The Rams are at Seattle. What a game. Uh, this open Rams one has been bet up to about one and a half here. But let's back up to get to there. Um it, the takeaways, do you take anything away from the Rams and a negative that you'd be concerned about against Arizona yesterday? What, what worries me about the Rams was the same thing that worried me about them in week one when Chicago was moving the ball and completing passes at a 71% clip. And even though they stumbled in the red zone, Chicago with Andy Dalton was moving the ball pretty good. And you thought, okay, the next week, they go back and play the Colts. The Colts are, you get three and a half. Colts cover that game, barely, barely, right? And you think, okay. And then they come back and, and they dominate. They dominate the Bucks. thought they would in that game. So what I've learned from the Rams is they're not as good as we think they are on defense, especially when they can't get pressure, especially when teams know how to block Aaron Donald and they play. The other thing is if you make them play from behind and they have to be they're not front runners. It's a problem. It's a problem. This is a team that's filled with front runners. I mean, you can't, there was nothing about that game yesterday that showed they were playing good defense. I mean, Sean said he challenged the team at halftime. At this point, I had my uh, volume on. He challenged the team at halftime and said that he's going to find out what kind of team he has coming out in the second half. Well, if he found out what kind of team he had in the second half, he can't like it because they played worse in the second half. They scored seven points, gave up 13. They couldn't stop them. I mean, they only had, like, when you look at the drive chart in this game, Patrick, in the second half, here's what happened in the second half. Arizona gets the ball. They go field goal, touchdown, field goal. The Rams get the ball, miss field goal, downs, touchdown. Only Each team only had the ball three times. Mm-hmm. So the second half was, you know, the Cardinals controlled this game from start to finish, and your point is exactly right. They were, they the score wasn't as close as the actual game. Cardinals had the ball 35 minutes in the game. And I think Vance Joseph did a great job. I think he did a great job. You know, I thought he pressured Stafford. You know, he was able to give him a lot of different looks. I did not think, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I thought Cooper Cup was hurt. 
seemed banged up. Agree. I totally didn't seem like the same guy. Didn't didn't look like the same guy at all. And which directly led to looking like Stafford was a little out of his wits as well. Because Cup is his, that's his security blanket. No doubt. And and he's got him wide open on a seam. And it just, I mean, and it was, wasn't even close to him there. I mean, the best thing the Rams can do is the fact that they're playing Thursday night. Get get, get that taste out of your mouth. Get that taste out of your mouth. And I think this line, I think if you like the Rams, if you like the Rams, and there's going to be a lot of people that like the Rams in this game because Seattle did nothing offensively. Defensively, they got bailed out. No kicker. Trey Lance comes in with no reps. This line will get to three before you say it's done. It's opened at one. It's already at one and a half at Circa. It's already at one and a half at the Westgate. There's some some twos. This is going to continue to grow. If you want to get in front of it and you like the Rams, do it today. Do it today because it's going to keep going because there's going to people are going to look at these numbers and say Seattle doesn't play good defense. Seattle's offense will struggle. The Rams are really good. They play well up there. It's a three-point game. You know, last time, I mean, they go up there. They usually play well. The Rams have Seattle's number. Maybe this is the time. And they head to Seattle. You see the number there, one and a half. Michael thinks it's going to keep climbing with the Rams. The Seahawks. What they put up about 230 yards on offense, but still won against San Francisco. A uh, little bend, don't break. But really, this came down to Russell Wilson. I mean, he was uh, that 13 yard, oh that God. touchdown pass where I thought he was getting sacked was insane. He the had a Swain run- was unbelievable. Oh it, was, like, it was insane. I mean, the Niners gave him the game. They fumbled it. Cannon fumbles the kickoff. He fumbles it, then he gets it back, and then he fumbles it again. I mean, it was insane that the, the throw he makes. I don't know how the hell he does it. I mean, it's just remarkable. But, you know, when you're against Russell, when you're betting, look, if you're betting the Rams in this game, you're saying that the Rams will have a two-touchdown lead going in the fourth quarter because Russell's going to bring them back. Yes, he is. And 28-21 win. I mean, because I think, I I mean, when you break it down, Patrick, I mean, and and I'm going to get it here in a second, but, I mean, overall, when you look at the last, the Rams are 6-4, and in the last 10 games against them against the spread. It's five and five over and under it's five and five, you know? And so last year, I think, but if you go back into 20 and 2019, you know, Seattle, the Rams won, the Rams won at home and the Rams won in, in Seattle, the Rams beat them 23, 16, and then they beat them 22, eight. And then last year in the playoff game, you know, the Rams won't dominate that game 30 to 20. And that was the game where they started John Mulford and came back with Mr. Goff and won 30-20. And the big news here coming up on Thursday, Garoppolo said, he. this is from his mouth, he anticipates being out a couple of weeks, so he certainly won't play Thursday. You take a look at Lance. He tore his calf. He knows. He knows he, he's He out. tore his calf. Uh, he knew it. Broken I mean, coverage. The fact that he wouldn't come out. Yeah, I mean, he tore his calf. It can, you, and a quarterback, if you, can't, if you can't plan off your calf, your lower body, it's hard. I think the Lance numbers, you know, 157, 8.7 average, that's misleading because the blown coverage on the Debo touchdown, the Debo Samuel touchdown, that's what you take that out. It, of. I mean, he was terrible in the game. He was terrible. I mean, this whole thing I'm reading here, you know, Trey Lance had a 17 CPA yesterday, which is next trend stats that use radar tracking data to gauge, to gauge. I'm reading this off David Lombardi, the, the 49er beat writer. Trey Lance had a set minus 17 CPA E. I have no idea what this is, which is NFL next gen stats that uses radar tracking data to gauge accuracy based on throw difficulty. Whoa, 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 Not bad. Whoa, I like whoa, the idea. 
Okay, but it my, was very, very low. Uh, my eyes tell me that he was not good. Thank you. I, I trust your eyes. I mean, did you think? Did you think Lance looked comfortable outside thought, of the broken I it was, coverage? I, I think that Kyle Shanahan went home, and if I were John Lynch and Adam Peters, I wouldn't answer my telephone because Mike and Kyle, watching Mac Jones play, were probably calling both Peters and Lynch, complaining about why he got talked out of it. He didn't even turn the game on. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you don't you don't want to see your exes doing I well. Mean, trust me, they're not mentioning today at the 49er facility that Mac had 19 straight completions. I don't think they're going to mention that. You know, because you know Patrick, he's been great at practice. He's been tremendous. Don't you know this? I've heard. He's been I, having an incredible I, practices, and he's almost close to starting. And let's go over to Vinny and bet the MVP for Trey, because that's what Twitter's telling us to do. We should do it. We should do it. Meanwhile, Kyle dismissed it like he played like he was a backup quarterback. Like that's his coach. He played, he said he played like a number two because he is a number two. Well, he's not anymore, <laughs> Kyle, and he's going to be going against a Rams defense. He's going to be pissed off on Thursday. I mean, and excuse me, I'm th- talking Seattle, but he, again, his next start. No, he's that, playing the Cardinals, right? That his yeah. next start is against the Cardinals, and Frank. I mean. As, Secondary aside, I, the the Cardinals will pressure you as well. This is that's right. not a start. This this is Trey Lance having an opportunity to prepare. He's with the first unit, and now he's going to be starting against the Cards here. It's going to be hard for him because there's so many different looks that that Vance will give you with this front. Odd floaters, and you know, can they block? I mean, Trent Williams left the game too. Is he going to play? Because if he doesn't play, Chandler Jones is coming around that corner. You know, and if the if the Cardinals rush the way you have to rush Trey Lance and basically treat him like a single-wing quarterback, which is what he is. Now, look, I'm just saying this about Lance. He could turn out to be really good, but right now he's not ready to play. As Fran Frisella eloquently said, he's a year away from being a year away. I mean, he is a year away. He's going to take some time. I said it this summer, this idea that he was going to be the starter or the MVP. We talked about St. It was St. Jude's picks. It was St. Jude's stupid. Like, we're even having this conversation. He's not ready. And if he has to play, Kyle's going to have to dial it back. It's going to be single wing. It'll be the RG3 offense from Washington. If I were Vance Joseph, that's what I'd be watching today. I would get all of that RG3 offense from Washington. Jimmy G gets crushed all the time. The last thing Kyle wants to, he, the last thing Kyle Shanahan wants to do is start Trey Lance this week. I mean, he this is a you worst case. You can see it by his re- This is a nightmare. His comments I mean, you would think most people would say, oh, hey, look, Trey's, Trey was, we'll get Trey ready. He's going to be really good. No, he played like a backup, which is what he is. And I mean, the fact, remember that, that they were rotating him in? This is all PR. Lynch and Peters want him to do it so they take some of the pressure off them. It's a complete PR machine coming out of San Francisco. Did we get a do-over in Detroit on that head coach hire? Did you see what he did every single time the team got into the red zone? I can't. By the way, David Montgomery um, they played hard, Patrick. The, the Lions played their asses off. I will give them credit there. You're 100%. You nailed it. Coming up next, Josh is going to join us here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We play hard here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, so make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Right now, 22 bucks a month. You can start a free trial and see if you want it. Trust me, you're going to keep it. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Uh, when you do, 
it's worth it for the daily Best Bet emails. We send you emails to your inbox throughout the day as they're updated, but also 24-7 video streaming makes it simple. Uh, the ticket percentages, which we've discussed, vcin.com, you get the data and analysis. It's all there, vcin.com slash subscribe. We're going to get to, we got a good one coming up with Step Into My Office in the next segment, but right now here on the Lombardi Line, Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. We're joined by Market Insights, of course, betting across America's Josh Applebaum. You can find the podcast, vcin.com slash podcast. Good morning. Good afternoon, Josh. Go ahead and give us an update. Uh, the dogs and the unders continue to cash, yes? Yes, they do. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Michael. And here's a trend. You know, we haven't, we didn't see a dog day yesterday, like a 12 and four, a 10 and six, one of those just massive dog days, but they continue to grind out a profit here, guys. Seven and six ATS yesterday. Based on paying the juice, you're just up slightly here, but it wasn't one of these big favorite regression days that at some point, guys, we know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's week seven, week eight. You know, there's going to be a week where, I pro- you know, favorites probably go, you know, 10 and six ATS. It hasn't happened yet, though. Uh, and over-unders, Patrick, as you mentioned, seven and seven, but still for the year, 36 and 27, that's 70%. Uh, but, Michael, one system that is really cashing, continues to cash, and is becoming almost an auto bet for me, guys, are these short road dogs plus six or less. Uh, kind of a grinder system. You, we talk about all the time that maybe home field isn't the three points that it always used to be. Maybe it's, you know, two, one and a half, something like that. But these short road dogs plus six or less, they go five and two ATS yesterday. Baltimore, Arizona, the Giants, Seattle, and the Indianapolis Colts all cover. And for the season, guys, short road dogs plus six or less, 19 and five against the spread, 79%. Last couple of years, 124 and 75 ATS, 63%. But of course, Michael, you know I'm excited. I'll be honest, I'm a little upset. I wanted the Patriots to win that game. I thought they had it there at the end, uh, that last play when Jacoby Myers is wide open and the ball gets tipped. But either way, guys, I'm happy. The biggest contrarian play of all time, Michael. Patriots plus seven, late move to six and a half, came through for the team. Mike, what were your thoughts on, on Brady versus Belichick last night? Well, I mean, we talked about it earlier in the show. I mean, it's just, it was a a game that I thought the Patriots played to exactly where it ended up being, having a chance to win it at the end and having the ball last to win it. Now, you know, a 56-yarder in the rain was tough, but I think they realized they were so bad on third down in that game that, you know, going for it on a, on a long fourth and three wasn't going to be the easiest thing. And you're right. I mean, if that ball doesn't get tipped, I think it's going to be a chance for the Patriots to not only get the first down and get into makeable field goal range, but really run that clock. So... You know, the Patriots have something to build on. The Bucks have a lot of injuries to try to sort through. Yeah, I just think what's exciting, if you're a Patriot fan and Bill Belichick, is just like the one thing that hasn't been an issue is the quarterback. Now, he's not perfect, Michael, but the offensive line's been an issue, pressuring the quarterback, all of that has been an issue. The one thing you aren't concerned about is a rookie. Rookies never play this well. It's To me, I, th- no. I, th- I feel like Mac Jones has been exemplary. But we, we, we talk about him on this show and other shows like he's not a rookie. Yeah, which exactly. we don't give him, you know. Yeah. I mean, we talk about him like he's a five-year veteran that, you know. I mean, if Daniel Jones looked this good when he was young, we would be really happy. If any quarterback looks this good, he's only going to get better. He's only going to improve, and they've got to improve in their offensive line. They've got to improve with their ability to make explosive plays. And they also need to improve to find a running game that they can live with that can get them more than minus one yards. I mean, to go into that game without a running game in weather like that, coming sideways and pouring, you know, but once again, they turn the ball over. They can't do that. They're not good enough. There they are. They're two points away from, from their point. They, they got a chance to win the game and they were minus two in the turnover takeaway. Now we know that the, that the Bucks missed a field goal, so it really was just minus one. But the reality here is they had their chances, and they didn't play their best. 
Imagine when they do. Long season. They'll keep getting better. Yep. They'll keep and all three phases. They'll keep getting better. Josh, just to reiterate something you said last year in the Super Bowl era was the first time that home teams finished under 500. It was a game under 500, but that and so we wondered, was that an anomaly because no fans in the stands, no home field advantage? Well, this year, the road teams continue. They were 9-6 and six this week straight up in ATS. They're 33-29 and 29 straight up the road teams this year. They're 35-27 and 27 ATS. That's over 56%. So, again, home field continues to be mitigated. It really does, Patrick. And I think, you know, last year was a, kind of a fluky year. We could say, hey, you can throw away that data. There are no fans in the stands. It was a weird year. COVID kind of ruined everything. But we're starting to see that it wasn't just a fluke last year. This could be something to build upon. Now, to me, Patrick, Michael, one thing we always talk about uh, is the NFL being the most heavily bet sport by far. I mean, you look at those ticket counts for the Patriots game last night. Uh, that's like it used to be like two NFL games, regular season, Sunday night combined, give you the ticket count of last night. So I think part of it, Patrick, Michael, might be just more states legalizing. You know, Connecticut just legalized Arizona. And as the betting market gets bigger and bigger, you know, what did we always do when we first bet on sports? We bet favorites, we bet home teams, we bet overs. Taking that contrarian angle has definitely come through here, and it kind of coincides to tonight where I think the Vegas Raiders have some value. Also, could I just say, Michael, for a rookie, I didn't even realize he attempted 40 passes. 30 yeah. with no run game with no completed 31 no of them. Game. And I right. understand they're with not no stretching game. the ball down the field. I, I know that's what people want to trip out about in analytics, but I mean, it's just to, just to be comfortable with a rookie throwing 40 passes in the rain. That says a lot. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and they had to, I mean, they had to figure out a way to, uh, to, uh, move the football, control the pace of the game without being able to hand it off. And I think, you know, if they had any kind of a running game, you know, like, you know, where they, they, they love to run toss crack. They love to run toss crack. They love to be able to toss the ball and get out on the edge, especially against man to man. Well, the way the ends were playing at Tampa, they were really playing them wide and they were working themselves out and they were doing a great job of squeezing the inside out so that they were losing three or four yards on that play. And when you take that play away from their arsenal, they didn't even have a wham or any of that. And so now it's fourth and two. You have no ability to run it. I mean, watch the Tennessee game against the Jets. It's fourth and two. They give it to the big fella twice. He gets first downs. Hard when you have to throw it on every fourth and two, especially in weather like that. Yeah, well put. Okay, Josh, that brings us to Monday night. Fun game. We, You know, it's interesting. We've actually seen the total tick down. Open 52 and a half. It's now sitting 51 and a half pretty much everywhere. Uh, also, the opener with the Chargers hosting the Raiders, undefeated Raiders, of course. The opener was three. Uh, got up to three and a half. It looks like it's mostly back down to threes here, Josh. It is, and I like this late movement here to the Raiders. So I think the Raiders, uh, to me, are, are a little bit of value here tonight. Number one, this reminds me a lot of that Cowboys-Chargers game. We did a Lombardi line a couple weeks ago where it was Chargers minus three, ticked up to three and a half. A lot of, uh, you know, betters there with the hook took the, uh, you know, the Cowboys three and a half. Same thing with the Raiders three and a half back down to three. So the way my mind works is I, I recognize situations where kind of the same thing is happening. Doesn't mean the same result will happen. But it tells me, guys, number one, uh, a lot of trends here would, would be in favor of the Vegas Raiders. We talked about that short road dog system, six or less, 79% ATS this year. Primetime dogs, seven and four ATS. Divisional dogs, an angle that we love. You're in the division, the built-in familiarity levels the playing field, benefits the team getting points, 57% ATS the last two years. Also, Michael, if I'm on a dog, I want a dog that can score. Either keep you, you know, in the game or maybe backdoor cover. The Raiders are averaging 30 points per game on offense this year. Uh, and I think the hook is so crucial here, guys. Like, 
I, I played the Raiders plus three and a half uh, last week because I kind of saw this thing maybe creeping back to three, but it may get back to three and a half. And again, a lot of these minus threes with the Chargers are minus three uh, to minus 115. Like it may go back to three and a half. So wait it out. If you like the Raiders, I don't think there's any point in betting him now. The hook may reappear as the betting public loads up. Uh, 64% of bets at BetMGM are on the Chargers. So the contrarian spot here would be the Raiders. Um, also, maybe keep an eye on Derek Carr. This guy uh, leads the NFL in passing yards right now. He's thrown for over 1,200 yards at this point. Michael, his over-under prop is 282.5, like the over there. What do you think, Michael? Regardless of the hook or the three, can the Raiders keep pace and also maybe bet against the Chargers after that huge win at Arrowhead? Well, I mean, look, you know, this is an interesting game because the three is is juiced. The three is at 120 at, at Westgate. It's 120 at Circa. So it's juiced. And the ticket count, when you look at the board, the same board you're looking at, the ticket count is 52-48 in favor of the Chargers. It's the money count that is all, all the money is in on the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like the book wants to give you that three and a half. I mean, they just don't want to do it because the the money is right there. It should go to three and a half, but they don't want to do it. They'd rather have you pay the VIG at three. So, you know, I, I have a hard time trusting the Chargers at three and a half with that kicker. I just do. I just, there's something about their organization just can't pick a kicker. And it's a problem. And so I'm with you. I like the the Vegas offense. I just worry about can they keep pace? Can they cover these receivers for the Chargers? It'll be a big moment. I think Patrick's right. It'll be a big home crowd for the Raiders in the stadium. I mean, Will Hill said the same thing. So we shall see. That three and a half to me is critical. And so just to explain, because I think this is the most important point, what Michael just said, the three is juiced. If you if you want to bet the Raiders, wait because I think it's gonna touch three and it may it's touch three go. and and, it's got, and then it might get hit back down. I, I agree, yeah. it might get hit back down, right, Josh? But it's gonna hit touch now in Vegas. I think it's gonna stick three, but everywhere else, I think we end up seeing a three and a half, as Michael said, Josh. Well, I mean, even in Vegas at Westgate and Circuit, it's still three. I mean, and there's eighty-one percent of the cash of the forty thousand tickets written are on the Chargers. Eighty-one percent significant. This is not a high ticket count, low ticket count high cash this is a high ticket count low cash 10 seconds on the total josh thoughts oh it's a sharp under guys we've seen that over eight and one to start last two unders prime time though i'd lean under here la three and over the under enjoy the game josh thank you very much coming up next thanks guys step into my office michael lombardi invites a couple coaches that need a talking to it's the lombardi line At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, tonight, King is Sportsbooks. 200 bucks. It's yours. $10. That's all you have to wager over at BetMGM. If the Chargers or Raiders score a touchdown and you bet 10 bucks, you're going to win 200 This is for new bettors, BetMGM. You have to use the bonus code VSIN200. That's V-S-I-N-200 at BetMGM. You're going to love it. BetMGM.com. Download the BetMGM app. As we welcome you back, before we get into step into my office, Mr. Santos, I wanted to get your response, Michael. So you saw what happened with the Ravens beating the Broncos yesterday. The yeah. Ravens ran the ball late to hit 100 yards rushing so they could right. continue their 42, now 43-game streak of yeah. 100 games rushing. Vic Fangio's pissed today. He said calling out player safety. And so what, what, just overall, yeah. your reaction to Harbaugh and Fangio here. Well, I mean, you know, Harbaugh, it, the rules are, you know, it, it's his world, right? You know, when when the penalties go against him, there's something wrong. And when he does something like this, it's 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 perfectly fine. So, I mean, I think Vic's comment at the end is, what did he say? I would expect this from them. Now, remember, Vic worked for John's brother in San Francisco. Right. So there's a relationship with the Harbaugh's. And he kind of knows how John thinks. I mean, John's the ultimate, you know, when things don't go well, I'm going to, you know, that play was illegal. You know, the plays in Baltimore, we beat him when we came back from two touchdowns, you know, crying, you know, I got a personal a penalty. I mean, it is what it is. Look, you know, you got to stop them. They didn't stop them. Ravens won the game. Life goes on. But I think Vic said it best. I wouldn't expect anything less from them. Okay. Now it's time for step into my office, Michael Lombardi, yeah. who uh, always is accommodating and welcoming for anybody that needs to come in. But sometimes you got to put the smack down. And on Sunday yeah. against the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions had five different possessions inside the Bears' 10-yard line. 
and they scored seven points on those five possessions. Mm-hmm. I know that people yeah. are tripping in the Great Lakes state. How about Dan Campbell? He's coming into your office. He's 0-4. As John Goulet just said, they do play hard. And that is important. I would like to, I would like to note that you know that's do... like saying you know playing hard is like saying a carpenter brings his hammer to work. It was nice of him to bring the hammer. He should use a hammer. He's. I a mean, carpenter. if you're a carpenter, don't you bring your hammer to work? I mean, seriously. I mean, maybe you have an electric hammer. You know, the ones they poop. You know, I, when I walk the dogs, I can hear them. Blah blah blah, going like that. I don't know how to use it, but maybe they do. But if you're a carpenter, don't you bring your hammer and your saw to work? Be your weird belt? if you brought a you know, microphone. Right. So like like playing hard is part of the job. Yeah. Playing smart, Dan, is our biggest problem. We first must avoid losing before we can win. And we've got to take away our mistakes. And when we get the ball down in the red zone, we've got to understand what's going on. And I think that's ultimately where we are. We're not good enough to overcome any mistakes. We're not good enough to go down in the red zone and be one for five and think we're going to win the game. So we should practice red zone much more. We should practice red zone, red zone, red zone. Because here's the reality. I'm going to let you in on a secret, Dan. Teams are going to move the ball at will on us. Okay? Let's play on first down. Let's just play Tampa. Let them run the ball. And then when we get it down to the red area, because they're coming, they'll be there. Don't worry. They're going to get there. Then we'll play scheme down here. We'll We'll make this really effective. And if we can win and we can force them into two for five in the red zone, we'll have a chance to win the game. But if we think we're going to play at their own 20 the way we need to play, they're going to throw the ball over our head and beat us. So let's play smart. Let's reduce the game. Let's work on red zone offense, red zone defense all day long. Like, I don't really care about first and 10 defense anymore because we're terrible. Just play cover two. Just play cover two. And let's go from there. We we now know who we are. We've had four weeks of the season. We know who we are, right? We can't do this. We're not good enough. We have a real t- – it's not your fault, but we have a real talent issue. All right, before you leave the office, Dan, it looks like he did leave you a rock star energy on his way out. So that was nice of Dan Campbell. Oh, my life. It was. FML. I mean, That's think bad. about it. They go fumble. They go fumble, downs, fumble, punt, punt, punt. And they're still in the game when they go touchdown, touchdown. But that's just the offense. How about a defense? If we can, Justin Fields last week against Cleveland may have been one of the worst performances and game plans we've ever seen in 100 years. This week, do you see what his average was? 12.3. 11 of 17, 209, 12.3. It, like, it, this is a good elixir. Quickly, David Montgomery, it looks like the Bears believe he did avoid a torn ACL, which is huge because he's been great for that team. No doubt. I mean, they need and and look when the when Nagy who the, who didn't call plays in a game, when they can run the ball for thirty nine times and average four eight a carry, they got a chance. Fields only threw the ball seventeen times in the game. That's what you got. That's what young quarterbacks should do. And they had a long pass of sixty four yards going into the game. Their longest pass of the year was twenty one yards. Decaps and caffeine, homie. Shout to Michigan. <laughs> Uh, okay, step into my office. This is going to be a weird one for you, but I think it's interesting to see how you would talk to David Coley. He is the head coach of the Houston Texans. Nothing was expected from the Texans. They win week one, they're one and three, but they just got blown out. It wasn't as close as the 40 to nothing score indicates in Buffalo. What would you say to Coley, who's got 13 weeks of this to go, starting to potentially lose a team? What would you say to David Coley, first year head coach? Well, I would say, look, David, you know, 40 to nothing, it was 16 to nothing at the half. 
right? We're playing our back, our rookie quarterback, so that's a problem. Let's just really focus on improving the talent base. Let's look at 2022, 2023. Let's play players that we think are going to be on the team in that year. Let's work on our fundamentals. Let's work on our techniques. Let's work. Let's use the next 10 weeks to really utilize those skill sets. I'm not worried about the scoreboard. I'm really not. Bill, Bill Walsh went 2-12 two and, two and 12 his first two years in the league. I'm not worried about the I'm, I'm really not. I'm worried about get, I want to see players get improvement in their play. I want to see them get better. Keep the scheme simple. Let's do what we're doing. Let's try to just keep the game as close as we can until we get to the fourth quarter and go from there. And if we can't, okay. But let's not throw four picks. Let's be very careful with the football because four picks turn into 40 to nothing. Do you know that the Lions gave him an extra year on his deal as well? I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Dan, the Lions again. Can, yeah, you know, he got like a six-year deal. I mean, Campbell I, got six years. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course yeah. he did. Can we can Why we just you? can we just say just playing and then just hire Don Martindale now and just like move on? They didn't on. even interview Martindale. They didn't even interview Martindale. I mean, it's not even close. But look, I think going back to Cully is look. <laughs> I think this is really significant. I I think that the way Miami played and the way Miami's headed. Miami could easily have a top five pick. Now, I was talking to somebody today because I've been watching college tape. I don't think there's a top 10, top 20, top 30 college quarterback. If it's, you, you tell me it's Spencer Rattler, I, I'm not buying no, 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 it. You no, tell no, me no. it's Sam Howell, I'm not buying it either. These are small RPO guys. So Houston's going to endure this horrible season. And if they trade that, if, if, they, if they keep the pick, they're probably not going to get a quarterback at the top of the draft, okay? Miami, if they trade their pick, they'll give Houston a top player at the top, but it won't be a quarterback either. I think now more than ever, one month into the season, I think Miami's going to have to go all in on Watson. I think they're going to have to try to figure this out because Brissett's not the answer. We know this. We know you and I do. Matt, Matt Santos does. Maybe James Bond does too. I don't know. But we know two is not the answer. You know, most everybody here at the decent network knows two is not the answer. I don't want to speak badly about it, Patrick. But anybody who places bets on games knows two is not the answer. They're objective. They see it. The ones who are delusional, they're on Twitter every day. That, <laughs> I think, is going to be the modus operandi for what the Miami does. I would not be surprised if there's some movement in the Deshaun Watson saga in the next two weeks. Interesting. Know something? I do not. Yes, you do. You lie to me all the time. You got, you're you're (laughs) taking texts from people that are giving you information right now. You bastard. All right, let's do it. Let's go. (laughs) Cause you're right. Matt Corral. I don't think is the answer. I don't think, you know, I mean, was that first of all, just when I think Lane Kiffin's acting mature, just when I want to send him a note and say, Lane, I'm so proud of how you've grown up. Right. Like you've become a true leader. He does that stuff with Jamie Erdell on the sideline. Like just when he does it, I just when I want to go back in, I pull back out. Whoa! Like that just you know, got you're going on a Monday. <laughs> and, and 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 let me say, it was a Godfather reference. And anyway, Patrick, let me say this too. That was the first game Nick Saban. If you watch the tape closely, first game Nick Saban didn't try to counter and adjust to everything that they were doing. He played one front, basically let his players play, kept it very simple. Lane Kiffin is literally the definition of a petulant child. You can, you can, you can yes. post as many quotes as you want on, on Twitter. The way he handled that situation where he threw the headset is a joke. Horrible. 
Spoiled child. Such a child. And a just got blown, child. got blown out. Just a spoiled child, too. Yeah, spoiled. It's what I call, you know what I call that? That's a three-car garage child. <laughs> yes. Three-car garage. <laughs> we couldn't even open our garage. All right. 20 seconds, Chargers lane three, total 51 and a half. I like the over. I like the over. I'm with Will. I like the over. Okay, 51 and a half. Go over. I don't think that's an official play. The official plays. No, nothing's official. No, Bill AD, don't write that down. That's not official. (laughs) Don't don't write it down. Okay, Michael, enjoy your Monday. Thank you, Patrick. Have a great one. Thanks, Matt Santos. Don't say a bad word about Tua, Matt. Yeah, Matt Santos, uh, Tunga Bailoa behind the glass there. Thank you very much. Odds on coming up next. Lombardi Lines, Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare more than a movie is back with season two i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.